At that time, there were some present who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, that they were worse sinners than all other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 who were killed when the Tower of Siloam fell on them, do you think they were the worst worst offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you. But unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, And he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, see here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? The gardener replied, sir, let it alone for one more year until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. It is much easier to tear things down than it is to build them up. To tear something down often takes only a moment But to build something up, that requires time and energy, efforts, and love. When this landowner went to his vineyard, he found out that that darn fig tree still wasn't producing any figs. It had been there for years, and still it wasn't bearing any fruit. See, back then, wealthy landowners usually paid someone else, like a gardener, to take care of their land, to cultivate it. And they would visit every now and then to see how things were going, to make sure everything was on track and that the gardener was doing a good job. And this landowner is angry because the tree isn't doing its job. This is what a fig tree is supposed to do, make figs. So the landowner tells the gardener to cut it down. Just cut it down. It's a waste of soil, a waste of space, a waste of time. Something else could be planted there, something that does what it's supposed to do. See, the thing about the landowner is that all he really cares about is the bottom line about his vineyard producing as much as possible so he can live off the land and sell what it produces and and pay his employees and hopefully, God willing, make a little bit of profit. But the gardener? The gardener is the one who's been out, who has spent weeks and months 
working the soil. He's the one who's been out in the heat of the day, sweating through the clothes on his back, giving his time and energy to cultivate these plants. He's the one who has cared for them and protected them from foragers and blights, the one who has invested long hours to water them, to encourage and train and trim and harvest. He's the one who has stood in the garden as the sun goes down with a feeling of tired satisfaction, thankful and at peace. He has a connection and a relationship with the land, a love for what is growing there. And so it's no wonder that he begs the gardener to not chop this tree down. Be patient. Give me some more time, the gardener says. Let me tend to this tree a little more. Give it more time and attention. Don't don't cut it down yet. Let's give it every chance we can. It would be easier to just cut it down. What the gardener is proposing will take time and energy, and it's possible that even with all that extra effort, it still won't work. But the gardener is willing to try. Yes, it will take more work, but think of the possibilities. You know, it doesn't take much time and energy to cut something down. And maybe that's why our world does it so much. It's easy. It's easy to declare war and so much harder to cultivate peace. The bombs that are falling in Ukraine right now take only a few moments to explode and destroy, but it's going to take years and the patient labor of millions to rebuild what has been torn down in just a few weeks. It will require decades and generations to repair the mental and emotional damage done to the Ukrainian people. And even that won't bring back the lives that have been lost. It's easy to tear things down, to tear people down. Maybe that's why we are so quick to do it, to tear down people and ideas and just about anything else we can. With just... Just a few small words. We can chop someone down, saying things that that cut to their core with harm and destruction. It doesn't take much. It's so easy to just tear down someone else's ideas or opinions. And it is so, so simple. In fact, it requires almost no effort at all to just tear down everything that we see is wrong in this world everything that we think is wrong with other people or with anything else, you name it. It's easy to tear things down. It's not just easy, it's popular. Our society today encourages and celebrates chopping others down. It is sick and evil how much we revel in someone tearing another person down how much glee we find in vicious insults. And surely, this is at least part of the problem with our politics. When Donald Trump was president, so many people loved and found joy 
in tearing him down in ways that had nothing to do with policy or governance. And it's the same now that Joe Biden is president. So much time and energy spent to tear him down in ways that aren't constructive, but just seek to reduce him to rubble. How can we possibly build something new or better when we're all having so much fun tearing each other down? And can we not see where such a path will end? I want to know what we're willing to build together. It takes more time, so much more energy to build, to nurture, to grow. But just think of the possibilities. So much of what we do here at church is about building up. And that really does take time and effort. And to be honest, and I know this will shock all of you, sometimes it's hard for me as a pastor to find the patience needed to build things up. I heard someone chuckle. (laughs) It's hard. It is hard. As pastors, we invest time and energy and love into our congregation, our communities, our people, and it can take a long time for that to bear fruit or show results, if it ever even does at all. Ministry is a long-term project, and it requires patience. One of my favorite prayers says, we plant seeds that one day will grow. We water seeds already planted, knowing that they hold future promise. We may never see the end results, but that's the difference between the master builder and the worker. I have to tell you, there's nothing more rewarding as a pastor than seeing my time and loving effort help someone to flourish a little more or encourage faith to grow, or somehow make a difference. Yes, building things up always requires more time, more energy, and more effort than just tearing things down, but it's also far more rewarding. Over these past two years, the COVID pandemic has torn down so many things. It's taken a real toll on people and families and businesses and institutions, including the church, including our church. We've done our best as a community to help keep people connected. And I feel very proud of the way our church has loved and served and grown together. But as things are reopening and restarting in our congregation, most of our staff has said it it kind of feels like we're starting from scratch. I mean, for crying out loud, both pastors forgot to light the candles this morning. (laughs) Jen doesn't know who's willing to provide coffee hour or serve as an usher or help in the office. Claire doesn't know how comfortable every member of the choir is singing in person or how much work is going to need to be invested after not singing together for two years. I don't know if the people I'm not seeing in worship are just joining us online because they're cautious or if they're just gone. And so it's hard to know who to visit, who needs a phone call, and who has simply left. 
And as Pastor Sarah works to restart Children's Word and Adult Forum in some form of Sunday school, we don't know who's willing to help, who's going to participate, which families will come back, or even what's going to work. How long will it take to rebuild these things? We don't know. But it's obvious we need to rebuild together as a church. And it's going to take time and effort and energy and love from all of us. But think of the possibilities. Where and when and how much are we willing to invest our time and energy and love? What are we willing to build together? This morning's parable reveals that God is in the business of building up. We may be quick to chop things down, but God is not. God is the patient, loving gardener who is willing to put in the time and energy and effort needed to help us bear fruit and live out our purpose. We may be quick to tear people down, but God is not. God is the faithful hard-working gardener who's willing to do anything, willing to come to this earth and live among us, willing even to die on a cross for our salvation, to show us mercy and grace, to care for and to love us. We may be quick to give up on people and things that do not reach their potential, but God is not. God is the gentle caring gardener who's willing to give us every chance, willing to invest whatever is needed in us so that faith and goodness and love will grow. That is the work of God in this world and in us. God is the one who seeks to build up. And whenever God tears something down, it is always so that something new, something better, something more beautiful can blossom and grow in its place. And yes, This takes time, but God is willing because God sees the possibilities. So let us be slower to tear down others and quicker to build them up. Let us stop simply chopping things down and instead put just as much energy into affirming and building up and strengthening that which is good. Let us see the possibility that lies dormant, just waiting to be cultivated, and then invest what is needed to draw it out. Let us not tear down simply because it's easier, but let us be willing to do the hard work and to have the patience and put in the time required to repair, restore, and build up. Let us stop creating more rubble because there's already enough of it in this world and instead plant new gardens where peace and goodness and where healing and equality can grow. Amen.